0: welcome to this episode of the maximus podcast with your hosts joe sabula and bobby maximus and we are here to do a recap of this episode of the ultimate fighter and joe i want to keep this short and sweet mm-hmm. there's a bunch of drama we can talk about we're gonna stay away from it yeah we're gonna leave my opinions about certain people <laughs> away um i want to talk about two key things number mm-hmm. one the weight cut that claire had yeah it was incredible as you're watching this what are your thoughts
1: Well, I mean, I have enough experience fighting now you and I were both heavyweights. And so like the, the notion of weight cutting might be a little bit swayed by that. Like the super heavyweights, it's not an issue. The weigh-in is a formality. It really is Um, for folks that are trying to cut weight, like the tactics and really the science behind it. You know, when you look at how much weight she had to cut, how much time she had to do it and how specifically her coaches are able to dial everything in. And yep. she came in. I mean, she was super, super close, close enough that you know the the, the resources that they had available were going to be sufficient, and there was no concern really about too like too deep a cut, like we had with Chantel with her situation, right? Um, so this was interesting to actually see somebody go through that process, knowing like that they're not guessing. You know what I mean? There's no there's no, if this is going to work, like the coaches know that this is going to work. And I think the show portrayed it as a, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. And it's really interesting to me that it came down to like half a pound and she opted to just cut her hair. Yep. It's like, that is a legit thing that does having more hair mean she's a better fighter somehow. I don't know, but it, it also kind of shows like the, the silly aspect of a weight cut as well. Like, do we give somebody an allowance for hair? You know, you yeah, give know. them an allowance for clothes.
0: I hear you, but that's the thing that's long been debated, right? And yeah. the thing yeah. is, Joe, is you just have to be on weight because where does it stop? Exactly. you kind of have to just look at the scale. And if, if you're on, you're on. If you're not, you're not. Because yep. you give somebody a half-pound allowance for hair, then you give somebody a half-pound allowance for something else, mm-hmm. and then something else and something else, and it gets crazy. So you have to just weigh the weight. Yep. Or weigh yep. the weight. Uh the thing, the thing that I want to credit Claire for is her tenacity and perseverance and drive
1: yeah yeah like
0: for a lot of people that would have broken them yep and I kind of had a front row seat to that she cut a lot of weight not a long drama. period of time right I mean, I mean it was like
1: yeah and it was like a, I mean I, she she started off saying this will not be the most difficult weight cut and then by the end of it and, and obviously it's like you know uh, shortened by the way that it's filmed it yep. seems like it happened in an afternoon, but by the end of it, she's like, this was the most difficult weight cut I ever had. Yeah.
0: Well, it's also hard. A lot of people don't realize you're not around your things. You're not around your food. You're not around your people. You're not in yeah. your house. You're in a different environment. It's a different climate, which affects a weight cut, mm-hmm. whether it's humid or not humid. I mean, there's a lot of things stacked against you in that house. Yeah. But she did it. So like all the credit and, and, you know, I have nothing positive, but positive to say about Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've told you that off the record, like she's a pretty yeah. incredible human. But like, what a hell of a person to be able to go through that and do that. Like incredibly mentally strong.
1: Well, and just it's business. You know what I mean? Like she's a professional athlete. So the the discomfort of it, it's like, this is what, if I'm going to make this work, this is what I have to do. And, and not lamenting that fact, not feeling yeah. sorry for herself and not getting all up in her emotions about it.
0: This is what I signed up for. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And the other yeah. thing was, is like the other thing that impressed me too is throughout this whole process, Claire was always pleasant. Mm-hmm. Like- she was never angry with people uh run down uh, taking it out on other people like clara always had a great personality so like that's that's her, number yeah, one yeah
1: and that's huge because you know for for people who are listening like you might not have had to do a, a weight cut for a reality tv show but you might have you know gone on a, a calorie deficit or done like the low carb thing like your mood swings
0: Been a little, been a little hangry. <laughs>
1: work <laughs> so, I right? like, like trying, trying to be
0: civil when you're hangry is not easy, it happens, and so yeah. awesome on her, you know. Yep. Um, and the, and the second thing I want to talk about is then the fight, yeah. Because what a fight for my money. That's the fight of the series. I mean, that's a that's honestly an all time fight in the Ultimate Fighter series, period.
1: Yeah, there, there's some really good highlights from that. I know I, I. Uh, sent you a couple of clips of parts that i just thought were really cool uh but what a great just matchup and and yeah. i mean even further than just that the story that these two have fought before yes and so there was a little like juju wants her redemption claire wants to you know put a stamp on her victory because it you know uh one side was saying it wasn't a fair fight or whatever but just that story going into it like everybody has a very clear motivation and a very strong desire to win and so they came out hard and they went at it. Yep.
0: And you and could I, and argue, you could argue that Claire won that fight.
1: I think you could. And and I think you could, I mean, almost any fight this season, they've all been really good matchups.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and like you know, if you were if you're scoring just on points, like they're all super close.
0: Yeah. And the hard part is when it goes to a judge's decision. Yeah. Because watching that fight back on TV, because understand I have a different memory seeing it live. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're invested in, in, in all the things, but watching it analytically, I think you could make an argument that you flip a coin on that fight. It's that close. Like I yeah. would love to see those two run it back. Mm-hmm. Like that would be amazing to see that happen at some point in time, those two step into like best two out of three.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's 100%. Now. I, 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 I would certainly tune in for that.
0: Run it back. You know, yep. Um, but it was, it was a great fight and a great showcase of how good the actual fighters on the show are.
1: Yeah. Cause that, we mentioned earlier, there, there's some drama uh, kind of going on in the house and you can totally get hooked into that kind of stuff, yep. but the, and and you can do that and you can have favorite people and people you don't like, and you know, people you're rooting for and people you're rooting against. And that's fine. It's like a fan watching a show, but you cannot discount that every single person on that show is really good and deserves to be there.
0: Oh, and, and what you said about the drama, it also highlights, there's a couple of things to talk about there, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Number
0: one, you're seeing a glimpse of what happened in the house. You're not seeing yeah. the whole thing. Yep. Not every single person is entirely bad and not every single person is entirely good. Right. Number two, your favorite athlete or the best fighter in the world or the best basketball player in the world or the best football player in the world can be an absolute scumbag.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like just... I'm going to use the term allegedly. Look at what Deshaun Watson's going through allegedly. Yeah, yeah. like he's had 24 complaints, and stuff's starting to look pretty bad for him. Yeah, like it's just the the evidence is mounting. I don't know how the NFL deals with it. I think he's going to have to be suspended forever. Uh, the way it looks. <laughs> and did you see what his lawyer said? No, what did his lawyer said. I didn't see it. I don't know where the profession of of being a lawyer has gone but he said that in a massage it's sometimes customary for a person to receive a happy ending and there's nothing wrong with that nor is it illegal wow. and it's it's one of those things that you're like dude wrong thing to say they're ripping him on the media joy taylor went right after him yesterday which I was loving but um <laughs> and called coward but it's like it's looking bad for the dude but apart from that Deshaun Watson just got paid $245 million for like five years guaranteed because the dude can flat out ball. Mm-hmm. Not saying I want him to date my daughter. Not saying he's like a stand-up guy. I'd let him stay in my house. I Allegedly. But dude, the guy can play football. So it shows you the difference between, and, and, and it's interesting with the drama in the house, like, like or hate somebody doesn't mean they can or can't fight. Yeah. Which is pretty incredible too. You know what I mean, um, and and the other thing for me is with these TV shows, I try to stay away from the drama stuff because I don't need it in my life. Like yeah. I've said this before, Joe, and I've said it again: I'm too grown for this nonsense.
1: <laughs> well, maybe that's, you, that 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 might come with you know the fact that you're one of the oldest competitors. I, I mean, the oldest competitor has ever been on the show, so you have a, a certain level of maturity that some you know twenty year old might not understand. Well,
0: and I say that in the show, I'm not going to change my behavior in the least. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to alter who I talk to, if I help people or not, if I'm kind to people, if I'm having dinner at the same table as somebody. Like, honestly, Joe, I'm, I'm above that. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about it. Like, we're going to have Eduardo on the show. Eduardo and I are really close. Even before the fight, we were really close. And it's funny because you can see it in my episode when I go to like do the weigh-in with him. Like we smile at each other and embrace and shake hands. We were tight. I'm not the type of person that's not going to talk to him or be his buddy because we're going to fight or we're on some imaginary idea of separate teams.
1: Well, and and I mean, where are the teams now? You know, so the show is
0: over. There's no more teams. Yeah, that we were we were paired up on teams for the purposes of training together. Yeah. But to be honest with you, Joe, if you look at red team, black team, some of my closest friends are the red team. Yeah. Chandler, I'm really close with. Mm-hmm. Eduardo, I'm really close with. Niall, I'm really close with. Katniss, she was at my party. I'm really close yeah. with. Zach, I'm really close with. Brogan and Claire, I'm really close with. Catherine, I'm close with. Like Jordan, who's on my team, I'm really close with. It just That's how it worked out. But I don't look at any of these individuals as being on a certain team. I look yeah. at them purely as what I said, individuals.
1: Well, and I think that that's also maturity as a fighter, not just as a person, because it's an individual sport. It's so like well, being I, able to respect each other as athletes and as, as human beings is such a, an important thing for life. Automatically, you know, uh, hating someone because they're wearing a different color jersey sure. is
0: kind of stupid. And and to be honest with you, you've seen some of that drama from Juju. Yeah. That's what she got into. And I think a lot of it, and, and I'll address this very, I told you I didn't want to get into this, but let's address it. Okay. A lot of juju stuff, I believe, stems from the fact of, of one, immaturity. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, I don't think she's had the best relationships in her life. Right. And then three, she was going to fight Claire and she was focused on Claire, mm-hmm. because they were friends. And it was a big dramatic ordeal for her that didn't have to be a dramatic ordeal. You know, yeah. um, no issue with me being friends with Chandler. No issues with me being friends with Catherine. No issues mm-hmm. with me being friends with Eduardo. No issue with me being friends with one of the coaches on the other team, Kami. No issues yeah. with that at all. Issues with this. And so that's why I just let it roll off my back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, this is one of those situations where it's like, this really has nothing to do with me. I'm doing nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to alter anything, but it also brings up, and I can't remember if we spoke about this in person or on the podcast last time. But did you watch the match, the Capital yeah. One Match Golf?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we, yeah. Me. We talked about this in person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Remind me, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are teammates or rivals? <laughs> I mean, it kind of depends, right? <laughs> right. But, but remind me in 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 the context of the NFL. They, they would be rivals. Rivals. And correct me if I'm wrong, Tom Brady bounced Aaron Rodgers from the playoffs a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. And they play and they could meet up. They're probably going to meet up again in the playoffs this year. Yeah, very likely. And they were teammates on this, on this yeah. event, right? Yeah. And they talk in the offseason. And they're friends and they communicate and they work with each other. Is mm-hmm. that about right? Yeah, that sounds about right. And Mahomes, then you got Patrick too. Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> and they meet in the playoffs every year. And Josh Allen lost a game by a coin toss, basically. Yeah. And those two are best buddies. Mm -hmm. And so I'm watching this and I'm looking at the silly drama on the show and I'm like, what the hell's going on? This is what professional athletes do they're friends in the off season. They train, they share nutritionists, they share trainers, they mm-hmm. train, they share sports psychologists. Dude, they, yeah. I was going to they,
1: say they, they like actually help each other out. Like if you see, uh, yeah, it, it might be your opponent, right? Somebody on the other team and you start talking with them and they start saying like, Oh man, like, you know, my head's out of whack. And you're like, well, I know a, a great sports psychologist. Like you would, you would give them the number.
0: That's how it works. But that's part of being a professional, Joe. Yeah. And these guys also understand you can be traded to another team in yeah. a minute. And the person that was your rival is now going to be somebody you rely on.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, way back when, like, you know, Super Bowl one, Super Bowl two, and, and and before then, like you were on a team because that was where you lived and worked. Yep. You know, when you go back to, like, the old nineteen, you know, 65, 66 Green Bay Packers, I mean, they all worked at the packing plant. That's, and, they, you know, they played football there. Yep. And now, like, your job is to play football. And, and like you said, you could get shipped out in, in a moment. And a lot of the guys, if you watch after the game, you might think that there's these huge rivalries. And these guys are, like, shaking hands and talking about their kids just in midfield, like, hey, how's things going? Because they used to play together back in college, or they might end up on the same team next season. And you don't, you don't want to, like, get into such a bitter rivalry with someone that you can't share a locker room with them.
0: No, but it's, but it also extends beyond that now, too, right? You forget bitter rivalry. Yeah. It's nothing more than a business. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you're at home thinking that the Minnesota Timberwolves are us, it's not you, Joe. Yeah. You happen to live in Minnesota. It's not your team. Yep, they say that, you're owner. Minnesota, like, now, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> no the, the owner can move it out of the, but but the point is, is like all the players on the team, their contract can get cut in a minute. Mm-hmm. They can leave, they can retire, they can sit out. The league can fold. Like, there's so many things that can happen. Like, let's just call it what it is, it's business. Yeah. And so, you know, for me, like in the house, like when I fought Eduardo, for example, there's a separation between the house and what happens in that cage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In that cage, I'm not trying to hurt you. am not trying to kill you. I'm not trying to maybe, I'm trying to win a fight and move on. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's all. Like, I'm just trying to win a fight and move on. And you're trying to win a fight and move on as well, Eduardo. And mm-hmm. if I have to break your nose to do it, I'm going to do it. But again, it's the business that I signed up for. No hard feelings.
1: Well, yeah, because that goes both ways. I mean, he might yeah. break your nose too. And you're, you got to be okay with that.
0: It's fine. Now, the minute leading up to the cage, we're good. I got no issues with you. Mm-hmm. You can come over to my house for dinner. We can share a van ride. We can do an interview together. Like we're professionals. Mm-hmm. We step in the cage, we compete hard. And then the minute it's over, we're good.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like he and I that night shared a laugh. Mm-hmm. We talked, I congratulated him. He told me it was a great fight. Like We hung out. That's yeah. all, Joe. You know? like, like it, it, it's over.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's actually become one of my closest friends outside the house Like we talk almost daily And that's just It's called being a professional So all this other nonsense leave alone Yeah, yeah I mean, well, To be fair I, too
1: that, That's why you didn't even want to get into it Because it really is just about professionalism You just—you don't want to get mired in that kind of drama But no. the, the other aspect of that though Is it does make for compelling TV You know, this is a reality TV show The, the situation is absurd like yeah. having all these fighters live in a house you know and 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 just the, the setup of it the reality of what you're doing on this reality show yeah uh, it's designed for that it's designed to heighten that so that it's you know easy to film and easy to capitalize off those things okay. uh, but like you said earlier you know the the show does a, a pretty good job of showing each person as a person Yeah, you know, they're not wildly taking things out of
0: context either so no, and you can see it, and if you think somebody's crazy, chances are they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, that really happened, you know what I mean? And so it is what it is. Yeah. But it was a good episode. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, me too. We're going to have Chandler and uh, Jordan fighting.
1: Yeah, and it's funny, because like, you wouldn't even realize that Jordan was in the house. They just haven't really brought him up. So I'm no. super curious as to how they're going to tell his story. And, you know, obviously can't wait for another heavyweight fight, because they've been super fun to yeah. watch
0: now nah, it's going to be good it's going to be good hopefully you'll get more from me yeah yeah apparently they like <laughs> featuring me on all the episodes so we'll see what happens so it's good joe um you guys listen if you like these podcasts if you like kind of what we talk about uh please subscribe not so yeah subscribe and then share it with people we don't hit you with ads we don't ask you for a bunch of stuff just share it with people. You're the because